1: Hello, everybody. It's Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors podcast. The only podcast on the web where you can get expert injury analysis and accurate return uh, timetables for these athletes and players that get hurt. The only podcast of this kind on the web. We hope this is a weekly show. We hope you tune in every single week. If you're not subscribed on iTunes, go do that. Leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. We appreciate any feedback you can give us whatsoever. Uh, with me, as always, is my partner. He's a Duke professor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. His name is Dr. Seeland Preck, and he's the fantasy doctor. Dr. Preck, how are you doing? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing this week? Not too bad. You not doing well? slow on the injury front. Yeah,
2: not bad at all. Can't complain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 was, it's uh, been a nice, quiet week from the injury front, but some big names still affected, but not, clearly, not nearly
1: as bad as uh, week two, so it's a better week than that. Yeah, definitely not as many injuries, but like you said, there are some big names uh, that we're going to go over here in a second. Uh, with us, as always, is our the third partner in this podcast, and he is also a board certified physician, and he just happens to be the fantasy guru at the Fantasy Doctors. His name is Doctor Jesse Morris. Doctor Morris, how you doing?
0: Wonderful. How are we?
1: Doing very good. Doing very good. We want
0: to talk about.
2: Hey, Jesse, you all settled uh, back in Florida? You all settled back into Florida.
0: Yes, I am. It's, are you uh, all it's settled like back into changed. Florida? Yes, it's like nothing ever That's changed. Great. Good to hear. it. Just more traffic.
2: Excellent.
1: <laughs> Temporarily, <laughs> well, hopefully. Yeah. Well, let's. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's jump right into these names, guys. There's several ones that I'm looking as I look on this sheet that are popping out at me. There's pretty fantasy compelling players. Uh, Dr. Preck, we're going to talk about Doug Baldwin first. Uh, He suffered that groin injury last week and was enjoying a very nice game. Russell Wilson finally seemed to come out of that stupor he was in. Uh, They were playing from behind. They were throwing the ball a lot, and Baldwin was having a great game but suffered that groin injury. Uh, Has not practiced this week. They're hoping that he'll practice on Friday. Uh, what's, What's your confidence for Baldwin suiting up this week and how effective do you think he'll be?
2: Well, first of all, I am super glad that Russell Wilson actually woke up because I won by two points. And if Russell didn't wake up, I was hosed. So thank God for mm, Russell Wilson nice. for me last week. But um, yeah, Doug Baldwin has a grade one groin strain. You know, you, you hear us talking about this every single week strains happen early in the year. We see more of them happen because people are still getting conditioned. They're overexerting. It's still warm weather. So they're overexhausted and all of this accumulates to cause some of these strains. A grade one will put him out one to two weeks. The word is that he is planning on playing on Sunday to look for him to play. The real question becomes how effective is he? So I won't be surprised if they limit his plays. And to keep a close eye on him, don't be surprised if he ends up needing to go to the locker room to get IV fluids to keep himself hydrated. But I do anticipate that he
1: will play this Sunday. Yeah, and as another Russell Wilson owner, I hope he suits up, Jesse. Now you know their their weapons are pretty depleted there in Seattle. Jimmy Graham seemed to wake up up out of his slumber as well, and actually. Um, did some, you know, did got some points for the fantasy teams, and if he, if Baldwin were to sit, what's this do for that Seattle offense? And who do you see there that may step up? That may be cheap on DraftKings or FanDuel. Who do you see there that might step up?
0: Yeah, I mean, he he kind of finally went off this week, and of course I sat him because I didn't have any faith in him. Uh, he went off for ten receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown, which is a very solid game. Uh, the issue with these groinages, as you know, is they can linger. So I, uh, the last thing you want is basically what happened to Kelvin Benjamin the uh, past week was he played a little bit, and then he was done for the rest of the game. and then it just kind of burns you. Um, so my suspicion is he will play. I think they were trying to agree to hold him out until tomorrow, uh, Friday to practice, and then after that he would he if he's okay, he'll go. Um, I suspect he will will be okay. Um, I like him this week versus Indy, um, who they're probably going to rock. Um, but uh, FDX score is a little concerned about him. They're the 33rd wide receiver uh, with a score of 72 and only projecting eight points. So I can, I can definitely see that as being uh,
1: realistic.
0: Uh, if he doesn't go or if he's, he's not doing well, Graham, who's also a little banged up, but he had a, a decent game, will be there. Uh, I like Chris Carson. This week, uh, secondary to the fact that a pro size is also out, and Rawls hasn't done anything, and uh, Lacey hasn't even been there, really. Um, So, uh, and I mean, you can do Lockett and and Richardson, too. The offense is going to be there. You just got to figure out who it's going to be this week. So, uh, look for him on Sunday morning. If they decide that he's good to go, then, you know, roll the dice. If not, uh, then uh, maybe try Graham or, or Richardson. Because he's been a half decent, Lockett's been half decent
1: too. Yeah, it's pretty steep drop off after Baldwin, isn't it?
0: And I, uh, I don't on. know if
1: you guys remember last last week's pod, I was considering. I told you know I picked up Trevor Simeon, and I Russell Wilson been you know doing horrible, Uh, and I picked up Trevor Simeon. I played him, and I still won by the skin of my teeth, and Russell Wilson put over thirty points on the board, so. I'm not getting cute with my no. lineups anymore. Russell Wilson is going back into my lineup, but I'm not getting cute <laughs> at all. Yeah. He was the number yeah. two quarterback, actually, behind Brady. No, yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson uh, on our FDX score is the sixth ranked quarterback this week, and they're they're the algorithms are loving him. He has an 87.84 FDX score. And they're predicting uh, just over 25 points. So the algorithms love Russell Wilson this week. I love him. I got him back in my lineup. And the next next player, guys, is kind of a sad case, really, is Darren Sproles, who suffered that strange injury, double injury, right, where he broke his arm and suffered an ACL tear. Now, he's a little bit, you know, further along in his career. He's on the wrong side of 30 and, um, you know, smaller in stature and is – you know what's this do? Obviously, he's out for the year, Dr. Preck. What's this do for Sproles' outlook for next season, and maybe even the rest of his career? Do you see him coming back from this?
2: So, I think there's two different questions here. Can he come back medically from a broken arm and an ACL tear? Absolutely. It takes a lot of rehabilitation. The arm is not going to be the issue here. It's the ACL that takes nine to eleven months to return to play. It'll be a lot of dedication, a lot of therapy, and working on this to get the explosiveness back and to be able to get some of that mobility back. That's not the problem. The real question is that he's on the upper end, you know, on the other side of 30 now. We know that running backs don't last very long. They start breaking down. And really, how many miles does he have left in his career? I think that becomes a a, a different conversation. I think that's more of a personal conversation. We're already hearing coming out of Sproul's camp that he may be, you know, contemplating that this will be the way he retires. Although typically Hmm. if you look at our athletes who have ACL tears, um, a lot of these older guys usually want to come back for one more season to be able to retire on their own terms. So I won't be surprised if he makes a last-minute decision to come back next year to give it one more season.
1: Yeah, I've always rooted for the guy. I think everybody has. He's, you know, he's a smaller back very speedy and really carved out a niche in the NFL. So hopefully he can come back from these injuries and like you said, go out on his own terms. Hey, Jesse, you know, with, with Sproles out, we saw Wendell Smallwood really get a lot more touches there for Philly and Garrett Blunt obviously was getting a lot more as well. How do you see this, this backfield shaken out? And well, Smallwood was obviously a, um, a target on the waiver wire for many uh, players this week, and I actually got him in the league. How do you see this shaking out there in the backfield for Philly?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a, an unfortunate injury. I actually watched the play live, and I saw his, his knee kind of tweak as he was trying to cut back in the other direction, but they didn't really comment on his leg. They commented on his forearm, uh, so I wasn't really surprised that he had an ACL. Either way, it's unfortunate. Uh, Smallwood kind of picked up where Sproles left off. He's kind of a little scat back, very similar to uh, Sproles in the way he runs and, 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 the, and the routes and whatnot. Um, I think, uh, I mean, he ended up having 12 rushes for about 70 yards and uh, 5.9 yards per carry is impressive. Um, and then he had a, a reception for, for, uh, uh, for nine yards along with two uh, targets. So I think he's will likely be an alternative to Blount, who actually looked pretty good last week. Um, they're going to need him as kind of that drop-off to, uh, you know, to out of the backfield. Um, uh, FDX actually is kind of mediocre on him this week, uh, 49th uh, projected, with a score of 46 and about four points. Uh, in a PPR league, he may uh, do a little better. Um, I picked him up in a couple of my PPR leagues this week uh, and kind of stash him on the bench until – uh, you see how they're going to use them, uh, but it's not a bad idea. I mean, he's not going to turn into a RB1, but at the same time he, he'll he be useful and, and, and he'll be relevant.
1: Yeah, I like Smallwood. I think, you know, Blunt is what he is. I mean, he's a, a bruiser, and Smallwood has a little bit more of a rounded game there where he can run the ball and, like you said, catch passes out of the backfield. So Smallwood may, may turn into be a useful piece, as we uh, get a little further along in the season. Uh, The next guy I want to talk about, fellas, is Crabtree, Michael Crabtree, who suffered that chest injury. Uh, They're calling it a contusion. uh, Doesn't seem to be terribly serious. He's been cleared to practice uh, this week, uh, probably in a limited fashion. What do you make of this injury, Dr. Preck, and should fantasy owners be concerned
2: Yeah, he took a mean hit. It looked uh, pretty bad. Um, But again, luckily, no broken bones, no broken ribs. The cartilage areas are not of concern. The sternoclavicular joint is not of concern. So this really is just about a pain issue. He was limited in practice yesterday. Um, I did not see an update as to how he practiced today, but I anticipate that he'll be fine to play on on Sunday. This really is just more of a pain issue. And by then, it's still another three days. He should be good to go
1: that's yeah, interesting our uh, at the fantasy doctors analytics uh, the algorithms are loving crabtree this week he has a 95 fdx score and they're projecting just over 18 points so the algorithms love crabtree uh amari cooper jesse has been falling down our projections and rankings on at FD- the fdx score what do you do you think crabtree will get back in the groove this week and and honestly, what, what's your thoughts in general there in the receiving core? Uh, what's the, going on with Cooper, too?
0: So the problem with uh, – I watched that game, too. I watched a lot of football last week. Um, the, they looked awful. I mean, they – Carl looked – Sure did. Racist. I mean, I mean uh, you have two awesome, very, very qual- high-quality receivers and uh, you know, a decent running back, to say the least. Um, and he couldn't, he didn't know which way was up. I mean, he was getting pummeled. Uh, he was, you know, if they were throwing, they weren't very accurate throws. So, and, and unfortunately, I think with facing Denver this week, I'm equally as concerned. I mean, I don't know how Denver won mm-hmm. last week in Buffalo, but, but, uh, I'm, this is in Denver, if I recall, and that is concerning for me, uh, whether they're going to try to isolate, uh, if they put Tlaib on on Cooper or if they're going to put him on Crabtree or just stay on the side. Either way, um, I mean, they're going to have to throw to stay in this game. Um, they uh, Elliott tried to run uh, two weeks ago on Denver, and it, he didn't go anywhere. He didn't do anything. Uh, McCoy did okay last week, so you may be able to kind of dink and dunk and do what he does, but uh Lynch is no no McCoy, so they're gonna have to use Crabtree and Cooper. I, I'm a little more concerned about Cooper uh because he had one solid game the first game and then he hasn't really done much since. Um I would I wouldn't be worried about the chest injury when I would fire him away. Uh but then you just gotta take into consideration that uh the Denver defense and just kinda be wary of that. He's not a cash game uh play for me this week. He's more of a GPP. Uh, and I, I want nothing to do with Carr this week. FDX is down on him, and I I am as well.
1: Yeah, interesting. He was. He, they looked lost last week, and he was getting a lot of pressure. And once that pressure, once he started feeling that pressure, he looked uh, just to be getting rid of that ball as quickly as he could. He didn't even care if there was an open receiver. Uh, no. Next guy. Next player, guys. Uh, is Rob Kelly who continues to, he sat out week three and he continues to deal with that rib injury. Uh, the Redskins didn't miss him, Right. I mean, Chris Thompson went off, uh, and the other back there, Perrine is banged up. He suffered a hand injury. Uh, he didn't look particularly good. Uh, and Kelly is practicing in a limited fashion. Is this injury behind him? Dr. Preck, this rib injury. And do you expect him to suit up this weekend?
2: So rib cartilage injuries can be very painful. And um, this is really going to be a day-to-day scenario. I I would imagine that they will make the determination uh, the day of um, in, 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 you know, warmups and decide how he's feeling. You know, sometimes you can inject some steroids right into that uh, joint where the rib cartilage is to try to get that to quiet down. And given that this is about two weeks into the recovery, I anticipate that he will get touches this week. He may not play, uh, you know, Fifteen. uh, he may not get fifteen touches, but he may get five or eight or something like that. But I, I anticipate he'll play.
1: Yeah, and uh, Jesse, Chris Thompson, like I said earlier, just went off in this game. He looks like a legit weapon uh, for Washington. Uh, Gruden says he's not going to overuse him. He was quoted as saying that they're going to, you know, keep his touches under control, which is a bummer for everybody that picked him up off the waiver wire. Green doesn't look that good to me. What? How do you see the backfield shaking out this week for Washington if Kelly was to return? How are they going to split up carries there?
0: So I've had Thompson in several of my leagues, especially the PPR ones, and I have a Kelly in a couple of them, and I wasn't surprised he couldn't go last week. I expect him to play this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in like a Kevlar type of vest where that will block uh, some of the hits. But the issue is if he takes a helmet or – uh, or a big shot to that rib location, he's going to be feeling it. So you got to take that with a grant you know, into consideration. But the week he went out, I mean, he was just bulldozing over people. He looked fantastic. So you got to you got to take that into consideration at the same time. Perrine looks didn't look very good at all, uh, with or without the injury. So I think it's going to be a combination between Kelly running the ball and Thompson catching it out of the backfield. I was doing a little stats uh, earlier this week, and I realized that uh, if you compare Thompson's uh, uh, route running, uh, number of route running per game from this year to last year, it's the exact same number. It was 21 point something, I think. So it's not that he's running more routes. It's just that they're targeting him more. And, and Cousins, like, rejuvenated last week, and it was, it was beautiful. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, prior hasn't really looked very good, but, uh, Thompson's really no. helped them out. Crowder's kind of around, you know, Reed didn't play, uh, but, but Davis was a, around to help. So, um, I, I like Kelly if he plays this week, I like Thompson still, uh, if, even if they want to underrate him. uh, but don't expect Kelly to go, you know, for 20 touches. Like, uh, like Celine said, just, I don't think that's realistic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's stick with the Redskins, guys, and let's let's do our weekly check-in on Jordan Reed, shall we? And I, I'm reading this, and and just get ready for this. He's listed with chest, shoulder, and toe injuries. Uh, this guy always seems to be dealing with some sort of soft tissue injuries. Uh, can't stay on the field uh, when he does play, and we, we've discussed this at length on this podcast, when he does play – he is a very solid contributor in the fantasy game. Well, what do you think of these injuries, Dr. Preck? He did practice today in a limited fashion, uh, looking like he's trending in the right direction. FDX is pretty stingy on uh, Jordan Reed with a 77.51 FDX score, and they're projecting him to get under five points. Uh, what do you? Uh, are yeah. your expectations for Reed? Do you think he suits up this weekend, Doc? Uh, yeah, you know, I think that our FDX scores
2: are right on here. I think that um, if he does play – uh, I, I don't think he's going to be anybody who gives you a lot of fantasy points. He, uh, to be quite honest, I was a little bit surprised that he didn't play last week, but that just tells me that his sternoclavicular joint injury is much worse than than has been uh, let out in the media. Um, so that makes me question his uh, the possibility he'll play this week. Now, it's been two weeks having it, so he should be able to play, but I just don't think he's going to be uh, you know, um, catching a lot of balls. He, you know, he'll he'll block, and even that might not be so effective because when you block, you're putting a lot of pressure through the the shoulder and into that sternoclavicular joint. So, um, uh, if he plays, don't expect much out of him.
1: Yeah, it, Jordan Reed. You know, in Washington, Jesse. Are you hanging on – if you if you drafted Jordan Reed for our listeners, are you even hanging on to Jordan Reed at this point?
0: I mean, you kind of have to. You you invested him as a top five uh, tight end. Uh, tight end is kind of wishy-washy this year. Uh, there's like three or four top guys, and then you have a couple mediocre guys, and then you have guys with high upside like Hunter Henry who – has, oh, you know, I don't think, don't he's think got he got targeted anyway. the past two weeks, but then one week he did pretty good. So, uh, I mean, you kind of have to unless you have a super short bench or whatnot. Um, it's, I feel like it's a different injury every week with this guy. I know the toe is going to be there for the the entire season, and whether or not that's right. significantly impeding him, we don't know. But we know that right now the shoulder and the chest, or which could be one and the same, um, is really impeding him. Um, I I don't want anything to do with him, which is why I didn't draft him, because I know he's – I feel like he's like a pinata. He just gets beat all the time. Right. um, You know, I I avoid him. Yes, he probably plays this week, but how much is he going to be on the field? Uh, You know, if he's on the field, he gets targeted and he does okay, but the the question is how long does he stay on the field?
1: Right. And, you know, for our listeners, one of our preseason podcasts – uh, we we warned you to stay away from Jordan Reed. We said, you know, draft him at your own peril because he is what he is. And we know at this point, we know what Jordan Reed is. He's a very good tight end that just can't stay healthy. So you kind of know what you're getting at this point with Jordan Reed. Let's move on, guys. Let's talk about Ty Montgomery, who injured his wrist. Um, however, he was taken off the injury report. Anything to worry about here, Dr. Preck? He looks like he's good to go for this weekend, and our FDX score happens to love him. Uh, Ty Montgomery—he's our second-rate ranked quarterback with an FDX score of ninety-five. So we're projecting a very big day out of him. Do yeah. you have any concerns?
2: So I don't have any concerns. He had a you know a, a lackluster week last week, and you know was held to twelve carries for thirty-five yards, eight catches for fifteen. It Wasn't really great. Um, risk contusions don't usually take a lot of time to, to recover from. He was in full practice on Tuesday. To me, that means he's good to go.
1: Right. And you know, you made reference to his, um, his performance last week. I just want our listeners to know you get all the information we talk about from the FDX scores, the game log, or even the fantasy point log for the season. You can get all this at the fantasy doctors analytics. You, cl- you just click on the player. And we have all that listed. We even have their injuries listed. Um a lot of good information there that you can take advantage of for sure. Um Jesse, obviously FDX loves Montgomery this week. Do you love him?
0: I do. He kind of screwed me last week a little bit. Um I had him in yeah, the, you're not alone. half my leagues, I think. Um and he I need I was expecting probably double hit what he ended up getting That was a weird game flow. Adams kind of killed me too, so maybe that was just the way the game played out. But uh, I do like him this week. Um, With him playing tonight, uh, you have to get him in an early slate, but I would definitely start him if he's in your season-long league. Uh, I would consider him in the cash leagues and definitely in GPPs. Um, I think he will be a top five uh, running back this week, um, especially since they're playing. And the, the dreadful Bears, which I don't know what happened last week. Go, go figure. That's why they play the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, a fire away. I don't, I don't really have any worries about his wrist.
1: Yeah, and obviously that game's on this evening. So we're, we think Ty Montgomery is, is healthy and should perform well uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, you, you, you hit on Adams, Jesse. I had uh, Adams, Devontae Adams, in my, a lot of my DFS lineups. He had like 50 yards in the first two minutes of that game. And then it was nothing. It was brutal.
0: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It definitely, he definitely hurt a lot. Uh, people that uh, Jordy, go figure. It was like he never missed a step with his injury. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, there's a reason yeah. why The, the offense is potent. And Cobb will be back this week too. Uh, so they'll be. I mean, I expect him to drop like 40 tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about Tyler Eifert, guys, who is another player that he's sort of in the same ilk as Jordan Reed, right? I mean, talented, talented, tight end, that can't yeah. stay on the field. He's battling a back injury now, Dr. Preck, and they're saying he's going to miss multiple weeks. Uh, how concerned are you?
2: Very. I mean, you know, this guy missed uh, part of last season from his uh, spine surgery as well. What we don't know is if this is a disc issue again, and if it is, is it at the same level or a different level? But the bottom line is when I hear multiple weeks with back issues, to me, it means a disc herniation, and they're going to try to treat this without surgery. So anti-inflammatories, resting it, maybe some injections and see how he does, but that does mean extended time away. So four weeks or more is not unreasonable here, and if that doesn't work, he ends up having another surgery. And we know, you know, you look at the athletes like Peyton Manning, you look at Tiger Woods. I mean, we know that once you go down this path of multiple issues at the back in the same area, that's that's usually not a good sign.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Jesse, what do you, as, as a fantasy owner for our listeners, what do you do with Tyler Eifert at this point?
0: I have him, I think, in every league, so I can definitely speak. Um, oh, boy. He's sitting on my bench until he is healthy enough to start. He is a touchdown red zone threat whenever he's playing, but he hasn't been healthy enough to make that uh, a reality. Um, uh, The issue with back injuries, I saw several patients with back injuries this week and uh, lower back herniated discs and and, and the like. And the issue with this is that uh, they're so unpredictable uh, you need your back to translate that motion from your from walking or running or squatting or basically everything, twisting everything you do. Uh, you need that part of your body to do it. So if you have a herniated disc and it's super inflamed and irritated, think of it pressing on that nerve and then that nerve is irritated and firing like crazy. They're going to have hip pain. They're going to have low back pain. They can have uh, shooting pain down their legs. So that's hard to function in everyday life. Never mind trying to play football at a, you know, a professional level. So, I am worried about him. Uh, hopefully, he can, you know, get a, a steroid dose pack or maybe an epidural and come back like Flacco did. Uh, and hopefully, he doesn't have to go around the uh, the Gronk route, which unfortunately ended his season last year. So it remains to be seen how what's going to happen. But I, I think I'm definitely keeping him, but I'm staying away from him for at least three, four more weeks.
1: Yeah, he's another guy much like Reed that I won't even draft most of the time. Looks like you have the opposite philosophy. You know, the the Bengals seem to have kind of woken up last week, even though they lost to the Packers. They uh, did put 24 points on the board, uh, and weeks one and two, they had nine points total uh, in those two weeks. Uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, seems to uh, be playing a little bit better. A.J. Green had a monster game. I keep thinking Brandon LaFell, Jesse, is going to have a good week. He's, his salary is always very reasonable and daily. Uh, so, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but I still think Brandon LaFell is going to to have a good week here one of these weeks. Uh, let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, let's talk about Kelvin. Ben- Go ahead, Jesse.
0: No, I was saying you hope so, but I i don't know. I haven't seen anything yet that gets me happy about him. Mixon is legit. Wait, he's about to shine for you. Yeah, who, he's, he's going to take that job over. Or, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's going to be Mixon's job. Very, very, very fair.
0: Uh, let's move on, gentlemen. Let's talk about
1: Kelvin Benjamin, who I also had in some, some daily Ross League's last week and killed me, uh, suffered that knee injury. The MRI was clean. He practiced in full today, Dr. Preck. Uh, He looks like he's trending in the right direction. Do you think that he'll be hampered at all by this knee injury?
2: Uh, He may be hampered a little bit, but, you know, he was on the bike yesterday. He was practicing today. Ron Rivera has already said he will be starting on Sunday. So all all cylinders are a go with him. Um, Having said that, this looked like a knee sprain and the fact that the MRI looked clean, that's a knee sprain. You do a steroid injection, you quiet it down. It helps. Um, I don't think he'll necessarily be a hundred percent. You may see him at about 80, 85%, even up to 90, but I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't really done much this, this year, Jesse, do you, what's the story there in Carolina? That it seems like the whole team is struggling. Uh, if, and they already, you know, have been hit by the injury bug too with Greg Olson. How do you see this affecting that offense? And is he going to contribute this week? Can we count on him or, or somebody else going to chip in?
0: So, you know, he burned me last week and, and, and it is what it is with the injury. I mean, it's unfortunate, but, and you can't predict that. I think he went two receptions for like eight yards or something, but, um, I mean, he's a wide receiver, too, this week with upside. Uh, you know, a flyer in a, in a tournament only. I want nothing to do with him in a, in a, in a cash league. And if, and if he, you have him on your, your season long league, you kind of have to play him and you're really deep. Um, I'm a little concerned about Cam. He just hasn't really looked well. I mean, the, the Saints defense is awful. I mean, you saw what Brady did to him for what it's worth. Uh, and the week before, with Minnesota, but I mean, Kansas couldn't do anything. I mean, they got blown out. Uh, you know, so I was concerned. About, I'm concerned about that. McCaffrey uh, is uh, is going to step up this week, uh, so I think he's going to you know help with some of that burden. The issue is they're facing my Patriots this week, who have allowed the most points to opposing wide receivers through the first three weeks. So, if there was a matchup for him, this is it in terms of bench Wow, I just. I can't, I, I don't trust him enough to start him.
1: Nice little nugget there from Jesse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I keep thinking he's going to break out. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, let's move on to Andrew luck guys. And we do. He's another player that we talk about every week. Uh, let's do our weekly check. There was some chatter this week that said he was potentially going to practice. That hasn't happened. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Of course he's dealing with that shoulder injury. Dr. Preck, when I know, you know, if our listeners, if they've been listening to this podcast, they would know that this is not unreasonable. This is pretty much in line with what the two of you have been saying all along. Are you starting to hit that panic button yet with Andrew Luck?
2: No, not yet. I think, uh, again, I think unless he does not throw in the month of October. So if you roll into November and he's not throwing still, then I start getting worried. But if he starts throwing later on this week or early next week or even the week after, it's okay. It just means that we will not see him in a game-time situation for about four weeks from the time that he starts throwing. So best-case scenario, he starts throwing tomorrow. You're looking at the end of October, early November for him to be playing in a real game.
1: Yeah, this is pretty much in line with what the two of you have been saying. Like I said... Uh, Jesse Jacoby Brissett looked like the truth last week. They're not, he, he looked like, you know, the real thing. Of course, you know, he came over from the Patriots. He looked really good. Ran, you know, ran for some touchdowns. Uh, T.Y. Hilton woke up. That offense seems to have woken up a little bit. Uh, we're not counting on Andrew Luck, but how do you think this offense is going to do with him gone? Or is T.Y. Hilton going to continue to to have some, you know, decent games like last week?
0: So this is a combination of things. I am not at all surprised about Locke's timetable. I knew when he wasn't throwing in August that this was very concerning. Uh, and the fact that he's still not throwing in basically October or the last week of September, a little more hesitation, but it's still not overly concerned. I think this was a little bit of uh kind of mis- representation in terms of the Colts brass where they did not put him on the pup list. So they gave people the expectation that he would be back within the first month or six weeks of the season. If not, you would have held him out and, and you had another roster spot and say, "All right, he'll be back for a week eight. But now they're saying he may be back for week six, but I think that's a stretch. I, I mean, we're about to be in week four. He hasn't practiced. I mean, if he plays by the last week of October, I will be, astonished or very surprised um, you know Brissett looked fantastic they there's a reason why the the, the Patriots hold on to their uh, quarterbacks so long even if they're QB threes uh, they cultivate them well and he showed it I mean he, he, he had played a great game I was surprised he did as well as he did and he he peppered Hilton with targets and I started Hilton in one league and boy was I happy about that and I did not start him in one league and I was mad about that uh, you know, and I think that's going to continue if you, if he's available, uh, in terms of like a guy's willing to float him, then, uh, and, and trade him, then you go after him. Cause once Locke comes back, he's going to be, you know, fantastic. He's, he will finish the year as a top 10 wide receiver, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, he, I mean, he literally went bananas last week. Um, and I have the, uh, the almost faith in him, um, uh, and just see what you can do, but uh, a couple more weeks. Brissett looked very good for what, it, for especially for expectations, uh, and, and just kind of roll with him if you're really, you know, GPP or whatnot, um, and, and maybe stack him with Hilton uh, because he's got a little bit of that dual threat with the running and the and the throwing. Um, right. But, uh, right. That you know. that kind of the way I feel about the whole Colts going on. They're not much of a pushover as much as I thought they were going to be.
1: Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, he ran for two touchdowns and he also threw for one and our this week at the Fantasy Doctor's Analytics uh, it reflects on the FDX score. He's got a 67.01 which is very good. And we're projecting him to get just over 18 points. So, he's could be a cheap option like Jesse said in GPP or tournaments. He's got a 5000 salary on Jack King 6,700 on FanDuel. So it could be a cheap option to plug into your lineups there. Let's move on to another injured quarterback and that's Sam Bradford. You guys, there's been a lot of interest in Bradford after he suffered that knee injury and a lot of speculation as well as there usually is. And that's why our listeners, that's why you listen to this show. Both these gentlemen are doctors. They'll give you the real and the accurate timetables for these players. And That's why you tune into this show. Uh, Dr. Preck, he's already been ruled out for week four. Uh, Is this, I I remember you saying with the the knee bruise that this is pretty much in line with what you were saying. Is this a surprise to you? Uh,
2: No, it's not a surprise. I mean, he has a non-contact bone uh, swelling or bruise that is taking time to heal. I mean, the fact that he cannot really um, roll through that knee, can't really flex it when you watch the video of him practicing it just shows us that it's inflamed it's there's not a lot of motion in it and it's got a lot of pain so i'm not surprised this i think will last at least one more week at the very least it may be extended all the way okay so um we just have to see how he does but uh, don't be surprised if at the seventh week of the season six weeks after he's been out he is just getting back um this may linger for a little while
1: yeah, of course, it didn't really affect the receivers there in Minnesota, did it, Jesse, with Stefan Diggs and Thielen both contributing. Diggs went crazy. He had uh, 11 targets for 173 yards, two touchdowns, uh, just looked great. He's also got a very solid FDX score this week. I'm projecting him to get just over 10 points. Thielen finds himself in our top 10 uh, rankings for wide receivers this week. Do you see this? sort of success continuing for those guys, even in the absence of Sam Bradford?
0: I, I was utterly astonished that Keenum did what he did last week. Uh, I mean, 25 for 33 for 369 and three touchdowns, that's a monster game. Uh, I'm not surprised about Bradford at all. Bone bruises hurt. They are painful. It is hard to plant. It is hard to move especially if there's any articular cartilage involved. Uh, They already said he's out for week four, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for week five, especially for the fact that they already lost one uh, quarterback last year with a major knee injury. And Keenum obviously didn't look bad. Gave him the opportunity to win. Uh, Diggs, uh, you know, I was like, ah, he's going to be just as bad as he was last week. I don't want anything to do with Keenum. I sat him on the bench, and then he scores like 37 points in one of my leagues uh that one that burned i literally lost two leagues because i had him on the bench so you have to start digs you i don't mind Keenum this week actually which sounds crazy i never thought i would say that but um you know uh, cooks looks very good he's helpful and he's there uh Thielen looks good rudolph is not as much as when he's with uh mm. bradford but i think he's you know i think he's pretty good uh i think there's going to be a shootout this week versus the lions um, and 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 you start Keenum. I mean, FDX has him as the eighth quarterback. You know, with an eighty-one and, and a little uh, eighty-one point three, uh, with about twenty-two points. That's a very good day for a fantasy quarterback. So, uh, go figure. Um, you know, lock and load with uh, the Vikings offense.
1: Yeah, Keith Keenum showed up in our top ten. I love it. I love the variance at the Fantasy Doctor's Analytics. I love that you can find, you know, if you're an intuitive fantasy player, there's so much value and variance to be found there. And you, you hit on Dalvin Cook, who is our eighth-ranked eighth running back, and all the rookies are now being graded at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, so you can find their scores and their projections. He's got an 89.21 FDX score, and we're projecting him to have another big day, just over 17 points. So the Minnesota position players continue to perform even though Sam Bradford is missing there. So let's move on guys to Matt Forte, who has this turf toe injury. Dr. Preck, what's his timetable with that injury? And he's another guy like Sproul. that's getting a little bit older. Uh, what, how do you see this impacting Forte? And when, when can we expect him back?
2: This is not a small injury. I mean, the turf toe it, it's damaged to the tissues on the bottom of your big toe, right where the knuckle is, but on the bottom end of it, And you may think that, oh, that's a big toe. It's not a big deal. But it really is, especially for those position players who are running, jumping, cutting, twisting, and really relying on that big toe to do all these things. And so if you look back at turf toe injuries, they account for more lost time than any other injury in the NFL. So this is a big deal. Now, having said that, um, I think that they're going to try to do some orthotics and try to get him on the field. But I think he's not going to play this week. I, I just think it's too soon from the injury. Turf toes usually are very painful. They're very swollen and take a little bit of time to qu- quiet down. So I'm putting a timeline of about two to four weeks to see him back. Um, if we see him back on the early side of that, so let's just say he, he happens to play this week, I w- certainly wouldn't play him in your in your league or on your team because he's just not going to be very
1: effective. No, and he hasn't been effective this year at all uh, for the for the Jets. Jesse, obviously... Bilal Powell is getting a big boost, right? I mean, he is going to probably carry the load this week and looks like a guy that's going to get a lot of touches there. How do you see you know, him performing? We haven't projected it just over eight points. Uh, Bilal Powell uh, looks like he's going to be the guy in the foreseeable future. Do you think he makes for a good play? He's only 4,600 on DraftKings this weekend.
0: So this has more to do with who they're playing, the Jacksonville Jaguars, than him himself. Uh, the Jaguars, go figure, can score points. They went crazy last week. I mean, every time Their I, defense defense scored, very I out, scored like too. Like, a, like another touchdown, it was crazy. So I think this is going to be a blowout. Their defense is legit. Uh, you know, McCown hasn't looked awful. So I mean, Robbie Anderson showed up last week. Kirst has been pretty good so far. Definitely better than expected. Um, So, I mean, he—they're going to try to make this a game, but you know, McCown's going to get picked off a couple times. Jalen Ramsey will probably have one. Their defense is legit, uh, and Jaguars is. So, I mean, yeah, you could do maybe uh, garbage time um, Powell, uh, you know. But at the same time, uh, at the end of the day, it's points, is points. But uh, I don't think Forte plays at all. Uh, I mean, for his career, when he plays, he's very effective, but I just don't think they'll play him this week. Uh, I think maybe Elijah Maguire will also get some looks. Whether or not he's effective um, remains to be seen, but um, he's, you know, Powell's worth maybe a flex at most, uh, but I actually love a Jaguar stack this week. Fournette is going to go nice. bananas. Um, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if one or both wide receivers, top wide receivers, Hearns and Lee, uh, had a good week. And as well, go figure, Mercedes Lewis is alive. And he can Back score from three touchdowns in a game. <laughs> so, uh, FDX actually has him as the 10th wide receiver, uh, tight end this week. Um, so, and that's how you target Ravens uh, defense, by the way, obviously. Um, so, but, yeah, I don't really like the Jets at all this week, but I do like the Jaguars for the sport.
1: Yeah, uh, Mercedes Lewis. Holy cow! I mean, that came out of nowhere. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, this next guy is a very talented running back. Uh, also, a guy that battles injuries. It seems like all the time. That's C.J. Procise, Doctor Preck. He's got an ankle injury. They're calling him week to week. What do you make of this injury? It's just the latest in a long line of injuries for this back. Uh, what do you are you concerned about this ankle injury leading up to this week?
2: You know, um, so the first thing is we just don't have a lot of details. Uh, the Seahawks medical staff and even Pete Carroll and in the injury reports really just say an ankle injury. We don't have an idea of was there an MRI done or what's really going on. Um, but it sounds like it. You know, Pete Carroll has been quoted as saying that this is a significant ankle injury. So to me, that starts right. meaning either a bad ankle sprain or a high ankle sprain, which puts them out two to four weeks. Um, and so I, I think once he bounces back from a, an ankle sprain, if that's what we're presuming this is, he'll be fine. But two to four weeks, over the next two to
1: four weeks, I'd be concerned about him. Yeah, I saw that same quote from Pete Carroll calling it a, a significant injury. Procy is a guy that I'm you know, i not interested in him and fantasy, Jesse, whatsoever. What this does, though, is really make Chris Carson a very intriguing uh, fantasy asset uh, he's $5,400 on DraftKings, and we're, uh, the algorithms are very high on Chris Carson this week. He has an 80.54 FDX score, which is very good, and we're projecting him at 13.68 points. That's not too shabby. What do you see for Chris Carson this week in the backfield?
0: I do like Chris Carson this week. I will have him on several lineups. I think that he has tons of potential. Uh, the Seahawks look legit. Uh, and they woke up as they seem to do every week, three of the past couple of years, at least. So I think that uh, he's, he's a great play. Um, he re- last week he rushed for uh, eight, 11 times for 34 yards, uh, but and he added two receptions for 18 yards. And, and then the saver was the touchdown. Um, and that was uh, with Rawls and Lacey both active, but not recording a touch. So, um, Pro size is supposed to be the pass-catching back, but he's not going to be around. He, he That ankle injury is serious. So uh, I like Carson this week. Uh, feel free to you know lock and load him with maybe a, a RB2 uh, as a little bit of an upside, maybe 3 flex I think is, is uh, realistic uh, in this week versus the Colts.
1: Yeah, like Carson as well, it actually speaks a little bit more clearly to the other – I mean, how Lacey and Rawls, their fall from grace, right? I mean, what happened to those two guys, uh, this rookie's coming in there and pretty much taking claim to that job there. So it's, it really speaks to the other options there for Seattle. And like you said, they did wake up this week, and, and hopefully they can keep it rolling this week. We have one more player, guys, to talk about, and, and that's uh, Sammy Watkins who suffered that concussion. Uh, he did practice. He was limited today in practice, Dr. Preck. And we know from these injuries that they're very difficult to predict their return to play. It has to be a, a tiny bit encouraging and he's at least practicing in a limited fashion, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That means he's progressing along the protocol. He has not uh, passed the concussion protocol, obviously. Otherwise he'd be in full uh, practice. So, um, it's encouraging. He's obviously got two more days to see if he can pass the concussion protocol. We'll have to see again. There's no way to predict this. So um, it's just going to be something that he gets evaluated daily. And, and I think the moment he clears,
1: um, he'll play. Yeah. He blew even another guy, Jesse, that blew up last week, six receptions for 106 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, the guy, I mean, he, I watched that game on television. He looked, fantastic. I mean, he looked healthy. Of course, this is a setback. Uh, just, you know, he, he definitely looked healthy and recovered from his foot problems. Uh, do you see that sort of production continuing there for Watkins?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, whether or not he's cleared early enough to play, I mean, mind you, he did suffer this injury on Thursday night, so he had a couple extra days to recover As we know, about eighty to ninety percent of concussion symptoms resolve within seven to ten days. So, if he's uh, able to to go, then I would uh, I'd be okay with starting him. Um, He he looked awesome last week. I was not expecting him to have that good of a game. Gurley is a beast, and he I expected him to do that well. But Watkins was nice to see. Goff hasn't looked half bad. Uh, and, and apparently, they can put up you know forty plus points. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't. I'm not really concerned about his concussion in terms of uh, long term, uh, but I am concerned this week that he may or may not play, and they'll they shall let you know pretty early if he doesn't practice in full tomorrow, so Friday, then then he probably won't go.
1: That offense hasn't looked bad. Jared Goff. I guess they just needed Jeff Fisher to go down the road and actually get some. Uh, you know, some, some, in, you know, very innovative, you know, offensive minds in there. Jeff Fisher seems like he's still playing the same offense from the eighties. Uh, they haven't looked half bad at all. Right. I mean, it's pretty, pretty decent team. Uh, this, I oh, yeah. don't have much oh, longer guys. I do. I want to hit on Jesse. Um, some players that your top FDX plays now, like I said earlier, the rookies are now being graded and are receiving projections and scores at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics. I encourage everybody to go over there and check those out. It's really cool. There are some rookies in the top ten. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey finds himself sitting uh, ninth in our running back rankin- rankings. Uh, this, These are 100% data-driven. Uh, it's very cool. Real quickly, Jesse, give me a few names uh, that you're big on and our algorithms are big on.
0: So I like Bortles, as I mentioned, uh, because of who they're playing. And he's uh, the third projected uh, um, Sorry, quarterback this week. Uh, if you told me that Brian Horia would be the seventh projected quarterback uh, for any week, it, I would be very surprised. And, but that's what the numbers say. Um, I like Kaiser this week. He does uh, have a little flair to him. Um, and then Keenum, another one I would never, you know, think I would start, but I may, I may consider starting him. He, he's got eighth projected. As far as some uh, running backs, Hunt. Oh my God, he took him three weeks to be the number one running back, both projections and score wise, and he looks unbelievable. Um, Gurley, as expected. Fournette, start Fournette this week. He's the number one, number three running back, and for good reason. Um, Elliott will get back on. Freeman, awesome this week. With uh, They play much better at home, especially him. Cook, rock and roll. A little concerned about a jai, but I think that was just the game flow. Uh, as far as uh, wide receivers, Larry Fitzgerald is alive, and I wish I did not bench him um, because uh, he <laughs> went crazy as well. Uh, and he is now the number one projected wide receiver for this week. Um, A.J. Green's up there, and he showed up last week. Um, and, you know, we have a, a bunch of other guys that are kind of expected. Uh, a couple other people that are kind of uh, a little surprising, Rashard Matthews in the top 20, Ted Ginn in the top 20. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, either of them went off. Uh, and then for tight ends-wise, Gronk projected as number one. Uh, he's looked awesome. Uh, you just need to keep him upright and on the field. Uh, Jason Witten didn't have the best game, but uh, he should bounce back. Uh, Vernon Davis uh, is projected as the ninth, and I would love to see him go off again, especially since Reed's injury. Uh, and Mercedes Lewis in the in the top ten as well, uh, who had a monster game last week. So those are a couple of guys you can consider um, this week. Martellus Bennett, I, I, as much as I want to start him, I've been sluggish on him and he's burned me uh, a couple times. So I'm going to wait for him to show up in, in tonight's game before I consider yeah. playing him.
1: Good, yeah, good stuff. And again. You can, we have, we're offering a promotion at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics where there's two more weeks of completely free access to all of our projections and algorithms. You can go there and check that out. It's free, a complete free access for the next two weeks. Uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, this, this is uh, the Fantasy Doctors podcast. And again, this is a weekly show, so be sure to tune in every single week. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, this is Fantasy Sports with the Precision of Doctors